back to another episode of Stall Warning. I am your host, Ponchito Ojeda, and alongside me is John Murray. John, you are currently on mute, and it is unmutable on there my side. Boom. Did you mute me? I did, because I could hear your dishes clanking in the uh, background. Yeah. It's lunchtime out here, so. Well, now, everybody, now everybody knows it's what you were doing anyways. Don't matter. <laughs> Should have just left you unmuted. Uh, dude, how, how are you doing today? Doing good. Uh, pretty wiped. Had a big game last night. We played Vintage and Memorial Stadium. Lost by one super tight game, but it was a good game. You know, you can't be upset when your guys play well and just doesn't come out your way. Right, right. Well, I mean, you can still be upset, but you definitely have to give your guys a nod. It's great to, you know, you learn from that, right? Everyone talks about you have you have wins and you have learning experiences, and that's uh, definitely one of those moments that you want to learn from yeah definitely i mean the big thing we want to come away is just finish exposed a little bit of our flaws and it's all fixable stuff so we got a lot of practice time to address it and hopefully when we see them again later in the season we'll be a better team so let's go that's great man that's great it's good to hear i saw some scores uh i saw some scores on the board from uh from northern california looks like things are getting into full swing and and getting a little bit exciting yeah it's awesome to see games again so super excited that's great well Let's uh, let's hop right into the college stuff, um, and you know it'd be great to talk about lacrosse. Let's talk about what's happening off the field first, and that is Chase Scanlon, uh, the Chase Scanlon scandal. Yeah, I think, I, think that's, I think that's the right thing to call it right now. It is wild what's going on right now. It is. I uh, you know you and I were just talking about the press conference. We took a look at it, watched it, and mm-hmm. uh, you know everyone was asking questions about Scanlon and. And Desco was just, you know, brushing them aside. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's interesting. Uh, what are your thoughts on this report that the team, you know, basically said, hey, we're not practicing if he comes back? Um, I mean, it's – I think it just showed how serious it was and how serious the team is taking it because it does – I mean, when we first heard the reports of him being um, suspended from the team indefinitely, we didn't really give it a thought. And then when we – Heard he was coming back again. I didn't really think twice about it, but then to hear that the team like literally wouldn't refuse to practice if he was on the team still, like then some red flags started popping up. Like, okay, something's got to be going on. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird, you know. Mm-hmm. I I have to think that if there is enough players that this is even getting reported, that there's actually this much angst over Scanlon doesn't it seem like it makes sense to just not have him on the team yeah I think it's one of those things where like if there's smoke there's fire like the the team knows what happened like it's I think it's very evident that there's some guys um who who might might have saw the incident or been there to like be this vehemently against him you know that was it was a quick turn he's their leading scorer you know like He's one of their best players, and just to refuse to practice, I think shows like they they know what happened. But but is he one of their best players? I mean, I think ultimately I, everyone mm. keeps talking about this that he's one of their best players, and he's he's I, I disagree. He's put up good production. I'd I'd agree with you on that. Like I've been, I thought Chase Scanlon is is sus this year. Like I mean, he he got short sticked in some games, and I think that was the right call. Um, and they had a big win. Uh, against Virginia without him. Um, 
So I would agree with that, but he's still one of their, he's still a top guy on that team. You know, it's not like he's, he's not good, you know? It, it, in my opinion, I think Chase Galen's a very talented player, but at the end of the day, I don't think that he does anything that the next guy can't do. Agreed. Agreed. And that, I, that to me is... You're, you're hoping that anyone at a Division One level can catch and shoot wide open right-handed shots. Correct, yeah. And you know, the thing about Scanlon is like when he was a freshman at Loyola, I thought he was awesome mm-hmm. and I was super excited about him. But, you know, then you saw him, you know, leave leave town and, you know, he was naming names and talking about culture and all this stuff. And then to get to to where we are today, I, I mean, I think the the bigger question is maybe there's something internal that needs to be looked at that's not – it's not Syracuse, it's not Loyola, maybe it's – something else yeah that's the problem you know <clears throat> scanlon's got 24 goals and nine assists on the year you know at the end of the day i think if you put onc ball in there he's got 10 goals and six assists and what did he have in the uba game he had a big, he had a big game yeah he went uh he let's see he went uh two and two so he had four points against uva so you know i think he'll if he's getting regular minutes, I think he's going to – he'll eclipse yeah. Scanlon's numbers. How did you feel um, Desco handled that press conference? I I didn't feel good about it. It's a, it's a lose-lose, man. It's, a, it's not a great situation for him. He's gonna No matter what he does, he's going to be asked questions that he doesn't have answers yeah. to or doesn't want to answer. And but I just feel like Syracuse being a big sports journalism school, someone probably could have prepped him a little better for that press. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I think at the end of the day, like – he read a statement, and whenever there's these types of things, that's what happens. You read a statement, yeah. and then ultimately—it's <laughs> the classic. Like, I'm not going to talk at the, about this now. I'm going to have every single question be about what I just said that I'm not going to talk about. Yeah, exactly, and that's yeah, it is what it is. So, anyhow, uh, you know, the Scanlon stuff is what it is. I, I would uh, support uh, due process for him, just like I would support for any other player uh, in the university. We shouldn't rush to judgment on whatever happened there. Uh, what we should do is let that play out. I do think that it is in the best interest of every team to, you know, make their own decisions, what's best for their team, and then deal with that. So right now I think for Syracuse, it seems like the best thing is for Chase to stay away until things are kind of figured out. And then uh, and then once that's identified what happened and what's determined in the kind of quote-unquote court of law, then, you know, the, the teams can can do their, uh, you know, their next steps. You know what I mean? So. Um, let's move on. Let's talk about some some games. Uh, we're going to focus on upcoming games. We have a short pod today. We only got about ten minutes left because I got to go take my kids to baseball, which is basically a cardinal sin here uh, <laughs> on the pod. But it is what it is. So you know, I got to do it as a dad. So let's talk about um, you know, let's talk about Loyola Georgetown tomorrow first. Mm-hmm. You know, what are your thoughts on this game? Well, this was one of those games where I was like. Do we even want to talk about this? Like, is is Loyola worth talking about now? We know Georgetown is a legit, um, you know, uh, tournament team, but is is Loyola worth talking about? And I think that's kind of like where we're at right now with um, Loyola. I thought they looked pretty good in the beginning of the season, and then they kind of dropped off a map. Like, I honestly, like, not even sure what their last few games looked like. I mean, I think it's worth talking about because this is a must win for Georgetown and a must win for Loyola. At the end of the day, like whoever loses this is definitely out. Yeah, like doesn't matter. They they will not make the tournament. I mean, unless Loyola or Georgetown 
you know, punches their yeah. well, the, I mean, the auto the automatic qualifier. Both of them, they're out in terms of at large consideration. I mean, Loyola is probably already out in terms of at large consideration. I would but agree. They're you know, Georgetown is definitely out if they don't win this game because their only win will be will Denver, and you know, that's just not mm-hmm. enough. I don't think, in my opinion. So I think this is a big game for for those for both programs. Um, I'm going to take Georgetown. I don't see any chance at Loyola. Yeah, I would take Georgetown too, but I'm thinking if you're Georgetown, like you you need a statement win here. Like you need to win big. I don't think so. I don't believe in margin of victory as being a a thing. I think internally it is. It should be for them. Like I think internally they should want to win this game and make a statement. But I don't think it matters for. Oh um, yeah. You know, you win by one, win by two, win by five, doesn't matter. A win is a win, you know? Yeah, especially at the highest level. Win's a win. Yeah, so let's move on to this this weekend. There's a couple big games, Towson versus Drexel. What's your thoughts on on that game? You know, the Dragons are entering this game on a tear. They are seven and two. Towson, six and seven. They were doing really well, but then they just got uh, absolutely beat down this past weekend in a loss to Delaware, 16 to eight. Um, what do you think? Yeah, that's definitely a tough loss to Delaware, but Delaware seems like they're one of the top teams in the CAA this year. Um, but this is like your middle of the pack. Um, CAA, Drexel's number two right now. Hofstra's at four, uh, or Towson's at four, sorry. Um, but usually it's a pretty good game. Like Towson's kind of been all over the place this year. Um, they've had some high highs and, you know, so <laughs> last weekend was definitely a low, low. Um, they played Drexel earlier in the year, March 6th, and they lost 12 to 10. So hopefully, I think it's again going to be like a tight game like that. Yeah, I think it's going to be close. Um, I think Natalyn will get the guys ready. But I think at the end of the day, I think is really good. I mean, they're 7 and 2, but they only lost two games early. Mm-hmm. And they've won, uh, let's see, six in a row now. And they haven't been. All that close. I mean, three goal games. The UMass game is a one goal game, but the rest of them in three and four goal games. Yeah. Going to uh, shout out Sean Quinn on Drexel, low key one of the better defenders in college the last few years. Mm-hmm. Seton Hall prep. Of course. Why wouldn't we yeah. talk about Seton Hall prep? Gotta, gotta plug it. Uh, I want to shout out another player on Drexel who's not from Seton Hall prep, namely any of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree that, uh, Drexel's going to be, it's going to be a close game, but I think Drexel wins this one. I think Drexel's a sneaky pick to make the NCAAs, um, and, and win a first round game. I don't, I don't know that they will, but I could see yeah. it happening. Um, but let's move on, uh, into the next game of the weekend that we're going to look at here. There's, uh, there's a lot of them, you know, the, but the big one is Notre Dame Syracuse. Mm-hmm thoughts on this game i feel like the acc is like it's almost like rock paper scissors in the acc right now like uh, how teams match up with each other and the fact that they're just beating the crap out of each other every week um so like notre dame had the big matchup uh with syracuse they went in the dome and kind of took it to them the first time um but then you have like notre dame you know blowing lead to duke um, having a tough matchup with Virginia, which Syracuse beat twice. Um, so it, it's it's tough. I still think, like, if all things are equal and they play, like, the great game, I think Notre Dame comes out on top. I think they're the more talented team. But Syracuse is scrappy. They stay in games. 
Yeah, I you know, I think Syracuse is better without the distraction mm-hmm. in terms of I mean, not like not without Scanlon, but just meaning that now that he's sort of off the team and even though there's this whole circus going on around him, I think it's uh for the guys, they can be focused on them. Um I think that I think that they're good. I just think Notre Dame is probably the best team in the country. I said this I said this to you on many phone calls. I think they might be yes, the best in the country. Been- I'll I'll vouch for that. Ponch has been rather die Notre Dame. Yeah, and I still think they are. I think they I think yeah. they're better than Duke. They should have beat Duke. Um, I mean, they got three losses on four combined goals. Yeah, and then the Notre Dame, the, the North Carolina loss doesn't surprise me. I think North Carolina is right there too. That's yeah. I mean, that's a brutal back to back. Right. So uh, while we're on the Syracuse Notre Dame, I'm taking Notre Dame. By the way, I'm taking them by mm-hmm. a three. Uh, while we're on this game. Syracuse did clarify. So Scanlon did practice today, mm-hmm. but he this is practiced independently with a member of the coaching staff today, and not with the entire team. Yeah, not sure yeah. what that means, but thank you for clarifying. I know exactly what that means. That means none of the guys want him there right now. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Anyways, um, so we got I got Notre Dame. You taking Notre Dame too? Yeah, taking Notre Dame. All right, nobody loves the orange. Uh, no. We should shout out the post game podcast. Yeah, we're the only the podcast that's anti or not picking Syracuse yeah. all the time. Yeah. Well, we're definitely pro Nicosello, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a couple of uh, big team, Big Ten games going on this weekend Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Hopkins. I think Ohio State, Michigan's interesting only because Michigan mm-hmm. just played hot records to a one goal game. Mm hmm. Uh, do you think Michigan could upset Ohio State, or do you think that this game was just a whatever? I mean, I think they can. I'm definitely in the this game is whatever. Um, if Maryland's not playing in the Big Ten, I don't really. I think Big Ten's a fraud league. Um, wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm sorry. Oof. Yeah, hot take there. I thought you were from New Jersey, bro. Yeah, but if if you really knew people from New Jersey, um, there's no real love for Rutgers athletics and stuff Nobody. like that. Yeah, it's a it's a state school in New That's, Jersey, and we, all Jersey we, people we, hate it. We ride them until they win, and we when they win, and we get really obnoxious on online, and then when they lose, we disappear. So yeah, you guys are the worst. Rutgers Twitter's yeah, the worst. Rutgers Twitter is the worst. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, um, all right. Well, but I, yeah, I mean, I think I think Michigan can win. Sure. I mean, Ohio State's. Um, they peaked the first game of the year, and it's it's been it's been tough, tough since. I uh, I think Michigan has no chance. Oh no I think, chance! I think Ohio State is going to slam the door shut, just like they have in the previous is, games. And is this going, a rivalry? Is Ohio State Michigan lacrosse? I heard a it rivalry. Might be. I heard it might be. Well, here's the thing about that. So, in my opinion, it is not a rivalry currently. Because Michigan's only won one out of like thirty games. Mm. Michigan so you're one of those like it's got to be back and forth to be considered a rivalry. Well, you got to win sometimes. You can't win one game <laughs> in Colorado. Got to win sometimes. Hey man, my we won our first my alma mater in college. We won our first rivalry game in twenty years. So, so you mean you? It's not a rivalry. <laughs> According to you, we still had it. We still had a trophy that we never won. That's right. That's right. So I, I'm not a huge – yeah. I, I just think Ohio State's going to send mm-hmm. them packing. Uh, Penn State, Hopkins. Hopkins interesting. Again, same same situation as Michigan, right? Would be uninteresting since both teams are like 2-30. Yeah. But 
Mitch Hopkins, have that one goal loss. Hopkins just lost by one to Maryland. Yeah. I mean, do you think like that was an uh, aberration or you think that's like maybe uh, Milliman's making I think some it's, progress? I think it's a little bit of Maryland, maybe uh, reading the news clippings a little too much and underestimating a rivalry game. Like you're going to get the, the best out of players. And I would say Maryland Johns Hopkins is a rivalry game. Um, yeah, I would agree. For that. sure. Because um, all those Maryland bros hate each other, even though they're all the same. I'm thinking uh, Penn State to win. By Penn two. State. Uh, are, what's, Ma- what's Mac O'Keefe going to finish with goals? He'll have four. Four? All right. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'd probably take Penn State too, but, you know, it, this is two of the bottom of the barrel Big Ten teams. All right, last last game of the last game to pick. We're gonna pick North Carolina Duke, and then uh, and then next week we're gonna reveal our uh, our selection before the selection committee does. Ooh, I like that. We're gonna guess it. So Duke Duke Carolina, who you got and why? Um, I'm gonna go Duke. Um, I just feel like they're um, just more balanced than North Carolina at the moment. Um, now again, this is an ACC game, so it can go either way. Um, but I just like Duke. They, you know, they've been winning these tight games. Um, coming back against Notre Dame, I think that showed a lot of grit. Um, and you got to watch out when Duke is gritty. It's usually, they are not the gritty teams. Um, right. But you know, I just I think Sowers kind of had that that just takeover in Notre Dame that I was just really impressed with. Sowers is an absolute animal, and I'm going to take I'm going to take uh, Carolina. On the sole fact that I think that uh, good teams split games, and mm-hmm. I think that Carolina is that good. So Duke Notre Dame split. I think uh, Carolina Duke will split, and I think the top three teams in the in the ACC are definitely Duke, Carolina, and Notre Dame. I think Virginia is a close fourth, and I think Syracuse is on their best day a close like right in that mix at four or five. On a bad day, they're you know a little bit further out. So. Um, but yeah. All right, cool. Well, that's good stuff. Any last words for the people? Um, not, not, I thought off the top of my head, covered it. Just watch, watch lacrosse this weekend. A lot of good games. Watch lacrosse and don't miss Georgetown versus Loyola tomorrow night on CBS, on CBS network, baby. So maybe we'll get a little gin dance and we'll get the little Tony action in there. What do you think? (laughs) Think a little Tony Romo action? I, I, I don't think we're they have the budget for Romo and Nance. Yeah, probably not. For a regular season lacrosse game. Yeah, well. If you like what you heard, make sure you like us, review us, subscribe to us. I don't know. There's lots of buttons and all these podcasting things that you can click with little thumbs ups and stars. Do that. Write out a review or follow us on social media at 101 lacrosse on Facebook and Twitter or at 101 underscore LAX on Instagram. If you are like me, you're going to be watching lacrosse tomorrow night. Loyola versus Georgetown. Check it out. Until next week, peace out.